some things like, for me, example is fasting. <laughs> I'm not real fond of fasting, but I do it because I know that it is good for me. And we also talked about delights, things that we love to do. Things that we love to do, and they nourish our relationship with God and how we can spend time in those. And we talked about those. And for me, like one of the delights I have is, is studying the Word of God. Uh, I know maybe that's not yours, but <laughs> um, I love it. And so, I mean, I spend lots of time doing it. But um, things that we do, sometimes people love to go for walks, and they love to pray as they walk, or they love to serve people. All of these things are delights, and we talked about how those things grow our faith, grow us as disciples in Jesus. Then last week we talked some, or we heard some, as, as we reflected a bit, uh, hopefully, on how we grow as disciples through mission. And we listened to uh, Ray and his friend Jesse, who spoke about uh, the mission work they were doing in Mozambique this last summer, and how God uses mission to grow our faith. And I was so excited about that, because I think oftentimes we think, you know, mission is something I do once I've figured the whole disciple thing out. Mission is something we do later down the road when I've learned more, when I'm more confident in what I know. And I hope that you heard last week, or maybe occurred to you last week, that, that it's actually in mission work that we are grown as disciples. That some of the most fruitful soil for us to grow as followers of Jesus is when we're actually on mission. It's not something we wait until we have it all figured out. It's something that we begin now and God grows us in the midst of it. Well, this week... We're going to be talking some about discipleship and about growing as disciples through small groups, through being a part of a group, a community that meets regularly to encourage and to, to bless each other, to learn and to study the Word of God. So I've been thinking about small groups uh, for a long time, uh, something that I, I think is so important to our faith. It's something that I think is critical. It's essential to our faith. But there's so many good things that come out of it. I mean, one of the things is community. Is connection with people, ongoing connection, where you get to know people and they get to know you. Another great thing that comes out of it too, especially for us as Christians, is there's uh, someone who will say, who will be reading the same passage and you'll be reading it the way you've been reading it for the last 15 years. And then someone will say, oh, interesting, I totally thought they meant this. And the way that broadens our understanding of Scripture. Someone says, well, let's look at these two together and then we begin to sharpen our faith. You say, well, I thought it meant this, and well, I thought it meant this, and we have this uh, Christ-honoring conversation about what it means and how we should work it out in our lives. Not only that, but small groups are a place for us to gather together to, to talk about life, talk about what's going on, that our faith has implications more than just our theology. It affects the way that we live. And in, and in the, best, uh, the best cases, small groups become like small parts of our family and become close friends and so that when we need help or when something's going wrong, we can call people, people from our small group. Or actually, they often call us and say, hey, can I help? Small groups or being a part of a small group is essential to our faith. And one of the things that I love about small groups is it helps us to root our faith. It helps to, um, to earth our faith, to bring it down and to make it real. And I know many of you have have benefited from a small group, have been in a small group and seen how good it is. Can I, can I just, if you don't mind, just how many people here have been a part of a small group lately? Yeah, most of us. And I know some of you, you know, you still have questions. You know, you haven't been a part of one or you haven't been a part of one in a long time. Maybe even some of you are a part of one now and you're still kind of wondering, like, is this really worth it? 
Is it really worth it? And I want to say that it is. That small groups are so important. Because Sunday morning, gathering together like this, as good as it is, is just a good start. That we were always meant for more than just gathering on Sunday morning. And it's interesting because somewhere along the line, that became kind of the minimum. That became the, the part that everybody measured about how your faith was doing, is whether or not you showed up on Sunday. It's interesting. I, um, I ran into someone who comes to the church here occasionally uh, this last week, and the first thing they said to me was like, oh, I haven't been to church in so long. I'm so sorry. I'm going to try to make it this week. <laughs> and you know, it's, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if you guys hear that, but as a pastor, I get that a lot. People saying, oh, I'm going to try to make it on Sunday. And it's interesting to me that that's their first thought, is whether or not I showed up on Sunday. And don't get me wrong, it's good to be here on Sunday. It's good to praise God. But I, in the back of my mind, I'm wondering, actually, I wonder why they don't say, like, I haven't been there on Sundays, but I've been reading my, the scriptures every day and praying consistently, so don't worry about me. <laughs> or I wonder, I wonder why they don't say, man, I haven't been to a small group in months. I haven't been with my small group in months. Like, that's the part that's eating me, not whether or not I showed up on Sunday. Because it's interesting, somewhere along the lines, it became like Sunday was the way that we gauge our faith, how faithful we are, how healthy our faith is. And I kind of want to say that coming here on Sunday morning, it's good, it's really good, and I want to encourage that, but it's also kind of like the bare minimum. I think God meant more. I think Jesus died for more than just whether or not we would come to church on Sunday. I think that he died so that we that our whole lives would be changed. That every day, our lives would be about following Him. So, I know that some of you um, have been working through this, and, and I pray that, you know, as we talk about small groups this morning, that you'll hear that message, that as followers of Jesus, we were meant for more than just gathering on Sunday. So I've been thinking about some of what uh, community looks like. And it's meant for all of our lives. And one of the things I was thinking about um, was how, um, how we work faith into the grain of our life. And one of the most powerful ways I can think of is getting together in a small group. And sort of the image I have for that is um, <laughs> boots. <laughs> Sorry, not very imaginative, but boots. This last week, I was with uh, Dave Ringheim up in the mountains, and it was pouring down rain. And I hadn't treated my boots. And within a few hours, like, I could feel the water sloshing in the boots as I'm hiking through the mountains. Every part of me was soaked. It was miserable. And so I came home, and one of the ways I've tried to treat my boots was I bought this stuff from the shoe place in town, and they said, this stuff is going to work. And you just kind of like, it's like a little liquid, and you just dab it over the boots. I tried it twice. It's worthless. I won't talk about where I got it or what I used. If you really want to ask me, I'll tell you, but... Um, I won't slander the company in front of everybody, but it was worthless. So then I went to another place and they said, you need this, but you kind of have to work it into the seams. You have to work it into the grain of the leather. And one of the places that we work faith or the gospel into the grain of our lives is in a small group. You know, it's 
Sometimes we can know a lot about Scripture, we can know a lot about Jesus, but when we gather together in a small group, it has this way of working the gospel into the grain of our lives. As we meet together to pray, as we meet together to read the Word of God, as we meet together to share a meal together, as we live life together, these things work the gospel into the grain of our lives, deep into the seams and all the little places that are hard to get small groups. As I was thinking about small groups, one of the things that um, um, was, occurred to me is, is Acts 2, as Luke describes what the early church was like. If you would open your Bibles to Acts 2, or if, you, uh, if it's easier, just this white sheet is in your bulletin as well. Listen to the way that Luke describes the early church. He says they, and he means the, the church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone who had, anyone who had need, or excuse me, anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were saved. So as I've been thinking about small groups just generally, but also about scripture and about Luke's description of the early church and how those two, the places that they weave together and the places that they intersect, one of the things that I was realizing is that Small groups, or maybe more it was confirmed that small groups, getting together in a small group is a great place. It's a rich soil for our faith to grow. It's a rich place to earth our faith. I know that's sort of a funny kind of combination of words. It's a place of earthing our faith. And I say that on purpose because, one, earthing, and I have this understanding of, of bringing our faith down, so it's not just theology or just things we know in our head, but bringing our faith down to earth, and also, earthing it means getting it dirty by use. So not only bringing our, our faith into life, bringing it down into real life, but also getting it dirty because we're using it. And I think about how we do this in our small group or how we've done it in our small group. Um, when we would meet together, when we would gather together around our big table in our kitchen, and the place, like, you know, all of us sitting around and our kids at one end because they were crazy, <laughs> And the rest of us sitting around the table and we would, we would eat and we would talk about life. And we'd ask, like, how do you see God at work in that? And then after supper, we would, after that conversation about how God was at work in our lives, and we'd open the scriptures and we would read and we would listen to each other as we were understanding the word of God together. And then we would pray together. We'd pray for the things that were happening in our lives. And the thing that I loved about our small group is one, that it would earth, it would bring this faith. As we would talk about our lives and say, like, kind of like, oh, how does God matter in my job? Or I've got this situation that just came up. How does my faith, what, what do I do with my faith in that? And so we would earth our faith. We would bring it down into real life. And then not only that, but then we would also get it dirty because we would use it in things and situations that weren't ideal. I mean, there were people in our group who were going through divorce. 
There were people in our group who were having trouble in their families. And we would talk about faith and we would encourage that it was messy. It wasn't perfect. That's one of the things that I was grateful about our group is how real it was. Where people didn't come and feel like they had to put on a face or put on a facade. They could come, they could come and say, here are the things I'm, that I'm really struggling with. How does, where do you guys see God at work in this? So I love how gathering together in a small group, it creates this rich soil to earth our faith. But the trouble is, or one of the things I found interesting is that in the early church, things were different. I mean, not so much, they were actually kind of similar to what we do in our small group. You see, often in the early church, when they would gather together, church wasn't a place you went to. It wasn't a building you met in. It was a group of people. Church was the people. Ecclesia, the people who were called out. People who were called out of society and gathered around Jesus. Church wasn't something you did on Sunday morning. It was a way you lived your life all week long. A family. A family of God. See, that's one of the things I love about small groups is that it takes our faith and it earths it. It earths our faith into real life. No longer letting it just be a theoretical thing for us. Just proper theology that we believe. Or facts that we know. If Sunday morning is the only sort of connection we have with faith, it can kind of, our faith can kind of float above the ground, about five to six feet above the ground. It can stay in our head. Be beliefs that we subscribe to, but aren't necessarily living. Like, here's an example. I think about sermons, <laughs> which is funny because I preach a lot of sermons. Um, but I know how easy it is to sit in a pew and listen to a sermon and take it with a grain of salt. I know how easy it is. I think we're actually almost, like our culture, we're almost trained that way. To kind of take it with a grain of salt and to put it on the huge pile of good advice. I know how it is. I mean, I've seen it. People who've gone for decades, who've listened to so many sermons and yet their life isn't changing much. So I think when our faith is only about Sunday morning or only about... Um, getting together on Sunday mornings, it's, it's, it's a good start. But we're meant for more. We're meant to be gathering throughout the week. Another troubling thing I see is when, um, when our faith is only about getting together on Sunday or only um, key times like that, is that it can begin to feel like we're supposed to have this ideal life. And what I mean by this, I see people who... who who are really struggling in their lives. Some of them struggling with addiction. Some of them struggling with abuse in their past. Some people who are alone. Some people who their marriage is falling apart. And yet they come on Sunday and they try to hold it together for just an hour and a half. And if they can just hold it together and then they go back to their life and the things are still falling apart. And sometimes as a church culture, because we all come and I mean, most of you are doing okay. But sometimes people can come here and they can feel like, I have to be okay in order to be here. I have to have it all together, or at least look like I do, to even show up. I was thinking of this image of trying to hold like an armload of spaghetti. 
You know, we have life and it's difficult and you can just imagine our armload of spaghetti and all the pieces are falling out and we're trying to hold it together. And the rest of the week, the pieces are falling all over the floor, there's spaghetti all over us and we're trying to hold it together and yet we come to church and we kind of clean ourselves up and we, we kind of fake it for a bit. Or feel like at least we should fake it for a bit. To get here and look like everything's okay. And see, I love it because in a small group, after some time and you have some trust, you don't have to hold the spaghetti together anymore. You don't have to fake it anymore. I know it takes time. I know it's like it's scary to walk in the first the first day, but or the first night you gather. But over time, you're able to walk in and say, "Guys, I'm hurting. Look at this mess," and just throw it on the floor. <laughs> my life is broken. My heart is broken. My wife is sick. Our marriage is struggling. I lost my job. I can't find work. You can gather together in a small group and you can speak honestly. And then you have some of those faithful friends who say, I wonder what God is up to in your life here. Or maybe faithful friends who say, you know, I've been praying for you and this is what I've heard. This is how I hear God speaking into your situation. Or at very least, you can ask, Will you, can we pray? Would you guys please pray for me? Would you pray for our family? These things happen in small groups. And they happen here on Sunday, but it's much harder. I mean, as we spend our time in here, and then we go out and have coffee, and conversations are four to five minutes, kind of, and then people are off on their way to go get lunch or something. But in a small group, you can have that conversation. And maybe your small group, you guys meet, and you, you know, you've got a Bible study or something you're working on. And that's great, but then there's time before and afterward, or time in the other parts of the week after you've already connected in the small group to get together and say, you know, I, I know things have been difficult for you, and I want to pray with you and read Scripture with you. I love how small groups, they give us the freedom or they give us the place to set down the facade to set down that big armload of spaghetti, to set it down and to be real and to be with the people of God, to ask for their prayer and for their help, to read scripture together. I love it. I love how small groups give us this place to be real, this place to earth our faith, to bring it down out of theory, to bring it down into real life and to get it dirty with the things of our lives, the things that aren't going perfectly, the things that aren't going even close to how we ever dreamed they would. Since I've been reading the Gospels for a long time now, I'm convinced that Jesus is much more concerned with how we live than how much we know. Let me say that again. Jesus is much more concerned with how we live than how much we know. Don't get me wrong, it's important to know. It's important to know things, to study the Word of God. But i got to tell you, I see people who know a ton about faith or a ton about the Bible and their lives don't seem to really match up. I mean, there are people who spent a long time when they were kids, they could probably quote scriptures to you or tell you stories that they remember. And their lives don't seem to match up. The gospel or faith hasn't been earthed in their life. Or at least they've stopped earthing it. We need to be together in small groups to keep bringing what we know, the things that fill our head, the facts that we have, 
into our real life, into the way we live. It's no surprise to me. It's, 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 you see it in Scripture. I mean, how much of the New Testament is about getting the body of Christ together? I mean, you watch as Jesus, as he went through, I mean, one of the first things he did was gather together a small group. Gather together a small group that he could pour into and they would encourage each other. They would be there for each other when he was away, when he was crucified, and then when he rose, and then when he ascended. And then there's this small group left. But what about the book of Acts? I mean, the book of Acts is not about the grand adventures of Paul. We don't call it that. We call it the book of Acts because it's partly about Peter. It's partly about Paul. It's about Barnabas and Silas. It's about the early church as it formed. About people coming together in little communities throughout the Roman Empire. About God's kingdom growing and filling the world. Or think about the things that Paul said. How many times does Paul talk about one another? Love one another. Care for one another. Pray for one another. The one another's of Paul's letters. As you look throughout the whole New Testament, there's constant encouragement for us to come together. For us to come together to be the body of Christ, to care for each other, to support each other, to challenge each other, to say, you know, you know I love you, but I think you're off here. I think either one, that your life isn't matching up with what I know you believe, or two, the things that you believe, I don't know, let's talk about this, because I see it differently. We need to gather together in groups to do this. The thing I wanted to mention too is that gathering together in small groups helps us through this journey, through this life, through this faith. I mean, when you're in a small group over the course of a few years, you can't help but make connections. You can't help but care for people and have other people care for you. I mean, I look out at you and I see those of you who are part of a group and I know the ways that you've been there for each other, the ways your group has cared for each other, the ways you guys have gathered together to read scripture, when you've gotten together to have tea and just to pray, the ways you go and you show up when someone's moving or something's gone wrong at their house and the ways you show up to help. Tracy and I have been experiencing this in the last few months. You know, with her diagnosis of cancer and um, the ways that our small group, I mean our whole church in general, but, but our small group especially, have been right alongside us, praying together, sharing scripture together. It's been a blessing to us. It's real. Now I know that can happen in a church, like in a Sunday morning setting. But I also know that it happens so much more, so much richer when it happens within a small group. We have those connections. We're able to make those connections. So for the last few weeks, we've been talking about growing as disciples, as followers of Jesus. Women, if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about you know, the disciplines we do and the delights that we have, the ways we grow personally in our relationship with Jesus. And last week, Ray and Jesse, they spoke about growing as disciples through mission. They talked about how God was growing them in the actual work of mission, making them deeper disciples. This morning we're talking about small groups, about how important they are. 
that these small groups are a place that earth our faith, that take the theology that we, that we know or the theology that we've heard and it, and it works it into the grain of our life, making it real, getting it dirty with the messiness of our lives, helping us live and follow Jesus. Now, I'm just going to be completely blunt here. And I'm going to say, I am praying that every one of us will be a part of a small group. I know that most of you are, but I'm praying that every one of us, those of you who are maybe like, oh, I don't know, I'm praying that you will be a part of a small group. They are so important for our faith. They encourage us, they help us to earth our faith.